Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food. Food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Are you looking to take your media strategy to the next level and make impact with millions of customers? Walmart Connect harnesses the massive reach of America's number one retailer. They can help you connect more meaningfully with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers to find the right audience for your message. They use Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to help you precisely target even niche audiences at scale. Visit walmartconnect.com today to see how they can help you find the customers you want at the scale you need. Hey, sports fans. Welcome to the latest episode of Champions of Change, where each week we spotlight the women and non-binary people making a difference in the sports world, both on and off the field. Every Friday, hear how athletes, marketers, creators, and executives are breaking down barriers and changing the game forever. I am once again your host, Molly K. Helene, Adweek's senior TV reporter, where I stay busy covering all things on the business side of TV news, sports media, and marketing. We are super busy this week with a lot of folks on the ground at Can Leon. I am still in New York, but Champions of Change was actually there, including a panel with Ashlyn Harris. I am kind of glad I'm not there, though, despite the FOMO, because this weekend I'm heading down to Nashville for the Ally 400. I asked CMO Andrea Brimmer way back on the first episode of the season to teach me about car racing, a very foreign concept to me, and now I get to learn in person, check out some awesome country concerts, and experience my first Nashville pride. So I said last week we were going to keep talking basketball, and I am really excited to welcome Kia Clark, the CEO of the WNBA's New York Liberty, and my home team. I am in my Liberty jersey. You can't see it, but I am rocking the Sabrina Ionescu. So Kia's in her 13th year with the Liberty, and she was promoted to the CEO in 2020. She spent time at the WNBA and NBA headquarters and at Golf Digest magazine. She's also a 2022 Most Powerful Women in Sports honoree, and I am so happy to have her here today. Hey, Molly. Thanks for being here, Kia. Thank you for having me. This is super exciting. Yeah, as, as listeners know, I am a big fan of the WNBA, all 12 teams, but the Liberty have a special place in my heart. Um, as I am pretty there pretty much every weekend, um, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, you know, whenever they're here. Um, but you and I were chatting a little bit earlier. So the Liberty actually used to play up in Westchester, 
Um, you helped facilitate the move to Barclays Center in Brooklyn in 2021. And since then, we have just seen kind of an explosion of growth for this team. Um, we have attendance up over 2,000 just year over year. I, I think a super team might help that. But how did, looking at the Liberty over the last few years, how have you helped kind of build this interest, uh, starting with Barclays? Yeah, you know, uh, and first I have to say uh, the sea foam looks really, really good on you. Um, it's a very becoming color. It's my favorite color. Every accessory is sea foam green. Sea foam season. Um, sea foam season for sure. Um, but yeah, you know, when I think back, and it seems like ages ago now, um, to the lead-in to our reintroduction to the New York market, to the move to Brooklyn, it really actually began at the end of 2019. Um, so we had a little bit of a delay, um, quite frankly, because of the hiatus of the Wubble season. Um, you know, we were full steam ahead and planning to actually play the 2020 season in Brooklyn. And obviously, we all know how that was derailed for certain. But I think that um, delayed gratification, if you will, gave us a lot of um, fortitude, a longer planning season, a lot of thought about what the brand was going to become and what it would look like and how that would differentiate from Westchester and how that would differentiate from even Manhattan to a certain extent. Um, we knew we had still, you know, a lot of the same core fan base, but this indeed would be a reintroduction. So, you know, really that move, and it wasn't my first move, um, I think, um, I don't know if that's that's a positive or a negative, but um, I had been a part of, you know, the the semi relocation from Newark back to the garden originally back in, you know, 2014 it is now. Um, and then obviously the move to Westchester. So this felt like a coming home, um, coming back to the boroughs um, and really leaning into being in a big building again and really being able to show our true colors. So um, that time, again, it seems like an eternity ago, was really about refocused and a return to um, the tenets of what the New York Liberty represents. Um, and it's a lot of fun to just sort of, you know, not always in a nostalgic way, but really, really hone in on what do we mean to the community? What does um, the output of the product mean to the players? What does this feel like? What does it sound like? What does it look like? Um, those were all the things that were top of mind for me. You know, I previous life was focused on marketing, but as the business leader, it really was how do we position ourselves for ultimate success from the key business metrics? And all that began with just the thought process. Who do we want to be? And who do you want to be? Like, how would you describe the Liberty brand? I mentioned the super team, and for people that have listened to other episodes, I've talked about this before too. But I mean, Stewie, Sloot, John Quell, all here now. Uh, it's only—it's a new look Liberty for sure. Um, and I'm thinking, like, I was just there on Sunday when the Mercury were here, and even without BG or DT playing or Sab playing, you guys opened the upper bowl. It was <laughs> awesome to see. The atmosphere was incredible. But so how do you interact with the kind of the Brooklyn community, with the New York community? And how, how do you describe the Liberty brand? What does it mean? Yeah, um, we want to lead. And leading from the front is what we absolutely and positively want to do as one of the biggest markets in the WNBA. Um, being the first to actually um, acquire three all-stars in the offseason, first time it's ever been done. 
um, when you talk about a new look team, it instantly puts us in a different, you know, caliber, a different grade of how we can go to market and what kind of a media, what kind of media attention we're going to have. I think when you pair that with superstars like Stewie and Sabrina, you know, there are three players in our league right now who have their own signature shoes and two of them play for the New York team. Um, there's just an attention that you get and we are careful not to um, drop the ball in terms of highlighting who the players are and what they represent to this New York market, but also to the whole entire world, quite frankly. You know, our players are naturally international because many of them have played overseas. And I think that's the part that, you know, shepherding the piece of that and who the Liberty are, you know, represent and what we um, intend to do is always with the thought process of we want to lead from the front, from you know, and, and I'll be honest with you, we're not there yet in every single KPI, but that is the goal and that is the vision. Yeah, something I do love uh, about what you guys have been doing is you can't walk past Barclays Center right now and not know that it's the home of the Liberty. I mean, players' faces everywhere. It's like, you guys, you're all in here. Um, and that's something I really do love to see because it's not something I necessarily would have thought 15 years ago, you know? Um, but I also want to talk, so we've talked about the Liberty as a brand, but you guys have a ton of brand partnerships, just announced a new one last week. So what makes sense for the Liberty when you're looking for a brand partner and why should brands want to partner with the Liberty and the WNBA? Yeah, for us, it's all about alignment. And I know that seems pretty, you know, par for the course for anyone who's looking for a sports sponsorship or, um, you know, a brand partnership, but because of these 25, 27 years, excuse me, um, and because of this juxtaposition of representation of um, gender equality, um, fighting for racial equality, um, and just having the opportunity to be your best self, I think like those are the things that we ultimately discuss when we're talking to a brand. So really, it can be alignment in brand values. It could be an alignment in audience. It could be an alignment of something that's aspirational for us and the partner, um, but we want to lock arms and we want to do that together through these almost internally here we call them mini missions. Like, you know, everyone's mission is not going to be exactly what the New York Liberty's mission is um, within the context of BSC Global here in Brooklyn, but really what that comes to life as, how we activate, what does the actual output to the fan look like when you bring our two companies together is really what we're poised for. And I'll give you an example. Um, you know, Shady Grove Fertility is our newest partner that we, we just announced. Um, and in all the conversations and in everything that we chatted about, um, we had an inkling, we had an idea. We knew that um, our players really advocated for themselves in this last CBA and really um, they they won the opportunity to have really robust benefits when it comes to family planning, when it comes to child care, when it comes to thinking of themselves as um, future parents or having families. Like that was what was important to them. Fast forward, um, when you think about um, a, a conglomerate of athletes who sometimes delay families um, and what does the reproductive planning look like in terms of that? When you look at a higher propensity for same-sex couples and our fan base and sometimes on the court, 
we really just started to really noodle on, well, what can we do? What can we do? And SGF was like, we really are into pride. Like we would really like pride to come to life through this lens. And how can we highlight our doctors and how can we educate people on what their options are? Um, So that's an opportunity that 10 years ago, even, or 15 years ago, wasn't necessarily something the Liberty was really um, focused on trying to generate, but it just, it makes a lot of sense. We've seen a ton of this in NWSL as well. Um, We have players who have personal endorsements. I know of personal stories where people have used um, these various, um, you know, fertility organizations, but it just feels really, really cool to do it with someone who's a mover and shaker, and especially here in New York. You know, similarly, I'm sure you were there, um, Molly, and probably saw our Xbox um, court. Oh, it looks so cool. Really, really, really cool. And again, when I think about that sponsorship, partnership, um, that partnership and that court that was designed in real life, right? The players played on this really cool design, funky colors and really out of the box situation. Um, the alignment and the aha moment really came when we were talking with their leadership over at Xbox and they said, well, we also want to put this court into um, a simulator on Roblox. Um, I have two kids. They're, they're nine and 11. They play Roblox incessantly when we, when we allow them to have iPads. Um, <laughs> now Xbox, now they play on Xbox. <laughs> they were playing on iPads before. Um, at any rate though, the moment on the court, it was cool. The aha moment was when the leader of um, this partnership over on the Xbox side said, we really want to create a moment in time. We want girls to be aspirational, young girls. We want a little girl in India to be able to see herself and imagine herself standing on the New York Liberty court while she's playing a video game. Um, and that was like, oh my gosh. And he, and he said, and she may never step foot inside Barclays Center. She may never see a live WNBA game but this gives you the opportunity to really dream and aspire and be inspired. Um, and that's, you know, part of the reason why I've been around um, these athletes for so long. Like, I'm inspired every day. So being able to have little touch points like that that turn into these broad moments that get covered and the players think it's cool. And, again, you know, we were one of the first to do it. That's what's really exciting about, you know, our opportunity here. Yeah, I think the Xbox court was actually the first custom Uh, WNBA court, which was really cool. And I know it got a lot of media coverage, but I love that anecdote of thinking about a little girl in India or any other country who might never get to see a WNBA game live. But I love that. It's those are the things you don't necessarily think about initially when you're kind of doing these partnerships. But like you said, ripple effect, it spreads out and helps grow the game. It helps like, love it. Um, Speaking of growing the game, I know you facilitated the uh, RSN partner, regional sports network partnership with Yes Network about five years ago. When and I would love to talk. I mean, we can start with Yes, but I would love to kind of talk about this explosion of growth of seeing the W on TV. Uh, I think it's the most national games ever are being broadcast this year. Liberty are on CBS a lot on ESPN on ABC, um, and ratings are up. I know ESPN ratings are up forty nine percent for the entire league year over year. And last year was a really popular year, too. So this is a trend that is just growing. So when, okay, let's start with yes, so facilitating that partnership. And then kind of where do you see the future of WNBA media rights going? Yeah, I mean, you said it already. It's been a, an histo- a historic situation to be in. And having been in and around this league for almost 18 years, 
it's a beautiful thing to see. It's also a really um, interesting schedule to have to figure out um, because the coverage is paramount. There are more ways to watch than ever before um, between the national networks. And you rattled off a few. We've got the you know uh, ESPN, ABC. We have um, CBS, CBS Sports. We have NBA TV. There's still a couple games on a couple of digital platforms. So it's vast um, and includes digital streaming as well, which we can talk all day about that really being the future of, um, you know, potentially how people will, will consume um, live sports, live events. Um, but the Yes deal really was about um, our move and our um, position as the sister team of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, the Nets games were already on the Yes Network when we arrived here in Brooklyn, and it made sense to be on the same network. There's synergies, there's crossover um, uh, promotional opportunities, and to be congruent um, under the same portfolio made a ton of sense um, for one. But more importantly, the Yes Network had never aired a WNBA game before our arrival here. So they were excited about you know the notion of spring-summer basketball, of highlighting the women on our team, um, and really just bringing a uh, new product to what has primarily been, you know, typically all male sports, um, primarily driven by the Yankees, you know, and, and also obviously the Brooklyn Nets. So um, we almost instantaneously, and this is a really interesting stat, um, we, we evened out to a 50-50 male to female viewer um, with the crossover. So on previous network, we were more 60-40 we get we get to the Yes Network and it evens out. And I want more people to have opportunity to watch, which leads me to this national um, scope that we have right now to have, you know, half of our games be on um, our RSN, the Yes Network, and the other half be on uh, an array of national networks is just a blessing. Um, the more eyeballs that can get on this, the more of those seafoam jerseys that'll be purchased, the more orange hoodies that'll be purchased, the more the closer you are in that funnel to saying, you know, I'm, I'm buying a ticket or I'm buying the merch, or maybe I'm, I'm a viewer and I'm a viewer for life. And we want that fandom and we want that support because that's what, you know, essentially will help us grow in the long term. So I can't say enough how much um, the accessibility means to our, our team and our league. Um, if you can't see it, you can't root for it. Um, you don't know the personalities, you don't know their faces, you don't know their stories if we're not in these spaces and you need that on the linear side. Um, but you asked about the future and I do think streaming, digital streaming platforms, video platforms, whatever um, moniker we're using these days, um, that's the piece that is going to be, I think, the game changer. You know, even I, as the, the CEO of a franchise, if the team is on the road and I'm at dinner with my family, I can pull up my phone and stream the game and I don't have to miss a beat. Um, you know, I don't have to wait for scores and I don't need a play-by-play -play from anyone else. I can literally watch it on my phone or an iPad, um, which is going to change everything, right? Mm -hmm. Then you're not glued to your couch and you can, you know, be flexible. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that, that, potentially could be, you know, a future um, opportunity. I also think uh, the notion of um, airing games um, or simulcast, meaning they're on an RSN or they're on a national network, 
but also aired on a local affiliate is is something that we're thinking a lot about. Um, we actually have had a game this season and potentially others that aired on Channel 9 locally here in New York. So for people who don't necessarily have cable, um, but still, you know, we want New York to know that this is New York's team. That doesn't resonate unless you see it. So we're testing a few things in that in that area as well. Yeah, and the accessibility is something that's really important, and I'm glad you brought that up too. And with streaming, I mean, Thursday nights are Prime Video nights, um, so there's two two games on Prime. Then there's the new cable deal with Ion for Friday nights. Um, I, I know my WNBA media rights. <laughs> you do. Yeah, you're on it. Ion Spotlight on Friday nights. Um, that's you know, new this year. Very new this year and exciting, and um, it's it's a. a a new deal that has continuity too. you know, Fridays, you're a fan, you're a core fan, you know where to find WNBA basketball and multiple games on that specific night, which I think is really, really cool. And one other piece and one other nuance that I'll add to this viewership um, portion of the conversation, um, history has taught us that that rivalries are the catalyst to lead growth. Um, and we, we haven't played who everybody thinks is going to be our rival, right? Not Las just yet. Vegas. Las Vegas aces. Um, but we've seen it. Like I'm a student of the game. Um, I'm a student of the history of this game. Um, I actually started my career at the basketball hall of fame, believe it or not. And I learned, you know, because I wasn't watching, I, I wasn't really paying attention. I was, I was almost too young. Um, but the Celtics Lakers rivalry of the '80s, the Magic Bird, you know, rivalry. That's what takes the league from tape delay and not a lot of prominence to the juggernaut that the NBA is today. And I think we're starting to see that um, spark up in many, many different areas. And I'm just really excited to be um, potentially a part of that. One of the storylines that will go down in history, hopefully. August 6th, if you are in New York, you should be at Barclays Center. I have it circled on my calendar. Um, yeah, the other part I want to touch on before we take a quick break uh, is we touched on the digital and streaming side and something, and I'm sure you're aware of this, but for people listening, like the WNBA had a $75 million valuation last year, raised that capital. When I talked to them, this year, we have a brand new WNBA app, a brand new website. It's making it easier to find games, League Passes Incorporated. But a big part of that valuation went towards these streaming and technological developments. Like now you can get WNBA League Pass on Roku. You were, Last year, you could not do that. I used to take an HDMI cord, have it on my computer so I could watch it on my TV. And now I can just watch it. Also, anecdotally, we talked about like access and if people can find it and just watch it. It's how you create new fans. I have a running bit on both Instagram and Twitter where I go to bars and I make them put on women's sports. Right now it's the WNBA. So I was at a sports bar in Brooklyn. Um, I can't remember which, I think it was a Dallas game. And I was like, can you, can you guys put on ESPN too? And they did. And people in the bar got very into it. It's just fun. Um, it, mm-hmm. And it's a way to create new fans. Uh, anyways, that's my soapbox. I get on it a lot, but I love making bars put women's sports on TV. And it's helpful. Every Every time you have the opportunity to, to expose people, I have never invited someone to a game or had someone watch a game and then they said, I'm one and done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you have a different, a different perspective once you've been exposed. It's just par for the course, getting people, getting more people and using your voice. So thank you, Molly. Of thank course. you. Of course. Anything. And I mean, the in-person atmosphere is just so fun too. light it up, New York. 
light it up. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ready to unlock the full potential of your media spend? Whether you're looking to launch a new product, build your brand, or help increase sales this quarter, Walmart Connect helps brands make an impact with precise targeting, powerful analytics, and the reach of America's number one retailer. Walmart Connect offers solutions for advertisers of all sizes on and off Walmart's digital properties and in their stores. From cost-effective sponsored search and self-serve display ads on Walmart's site and apps to connected TV and off-site media across web and social to in-store activations and live events, Walmart Connect can help you deliver the right content to the right Walmart customer at the right step of their shopping journey. And Walmart Connect's closed-loop measurement means they can track the full impact of your campaign on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today to find out how you can start connecting with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers. Walmart Connect. More than media. Meaningful connections. So we've talked a lot about basketball and the Liberty, but I want to talk about you. What made you want to work in basketball? I know you played in college, but can you tell me about your background? And then how did your experience as an athlete kind of translate into your professional career? Yeah, you know, I always start with the fact that I did play basketball from eight years old all the way through college. Um, I had a pretty um, not illustrious college career. Um, but what it did spawn in me was an interest in marketing um, from like almost like a teenager. I was always impressed by why people buy things and why people follow certain things. Um, and it was that curiosity that really led me to what I would call the sports ecosystem, not necessarily professional sports. But, um, you know, I mentioned a little earlier that I began my career post post-undergrad at the Basketball Hall of Fame. I sold tickets. It's a sports museum. Um, it's not a sports team, but really to be somewhat in alignment with the sports world, um, it really, really garnered my interest. And I, I almost just sort of you know, took that one step and then felt like I needed to take a couple more and ended up going back to school. So um, it all just sort of happened. I hate to ex- describe it that way, but I moved to New York um, completely with the intention of being um, of, of getting my master's degree at NYU. 
and I majored in um, sports management, um, but my intention was to be an agent initially. Oh, wow. Um, yes. It lasted for about four minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, essentially, like, that was my, that was, you know, the pretense of why I came here. And while I was here, I ended up um, with a position at Golf Digest. So while I was in school, I worked at Golf Digest, and it was the Golf for Women title that was under the same portfolio of magazines that I really just, a light bulb went off. Like the advertisers and the people consuming Golf for Women was so different from Golf Digest. And as a former athlete, I just connected those dots immediately. So I wrote my thesis on the WNBA. Like that was literally how this (laughs) entire thing happened. Like I was working a job while I was in grad school, just trying to pay bills and Literally, it was like, oh, man, golf for women, like an entire magazine completely devoted to women golfers. Wow, there's a league that is completely devoted to women who play basketball. And there's a, you know, a fan base here. And I had never been to a game, Um, you know, which is crazy to think about. But, you know, this is the early 2000s. And um, I'm from Connecticut. League was pretty new. Um, I'm from Connecticut, um, who actually, I believe, acquired a team while I was away at college. And then here I was, like, fresh out of school, and I moved to New York. It's like, oh, man, I should probably, like, write about this. Sadly, (laughs) my first inclination wasn't I should probably buy tickets and go to a game and see what the experience is. Instead, I wrote a 30-page paper about it. Um, But really, um, that's... That thesis is what really, really just triggered everything came in one fell swoop, like all of the hours I spent on the floor and all of the academic work that I had done in terms of marketing. I really, really at that point felt like I needed to somehow get my foot in the door. And I was really blessed to have the opportunity to to begin my professional sports career at the NBA league office. Um, So I'm I'm so happy that um, I didn't become a sports agent. Um, I'm so happy that um, I didn't get the grad assistant job at my alma mater because it led me on this really incredible pathway that this this journey that I've been on for a really long time now. Um, and the North Star is always about elevating these players, this league, basketball being played by the greatest um, athletes on earth. Uh, who happen to to mostly be women. I love that journey. And as a Liberty fan, I am very grateful for that 30-page thesis that led you here. Um, So uh, you touched on this a little bit, but Kia, what advice do you have for people who want to get into sports on the business side of it? Yeah, um, I think unlike when I began um, on this journey, there are so many opportunities to show up. Attending games and learning about the product, the nuance, the players, um, attending panel discussions and these sports summits are popping up all over the place. And and a lot of times there's like there's a crossover between like a league, a team, an agency, brand brands like there's just this this entire world that's really devoted to, um, you know, sort of what I'll call the sports ecosystem. But your ability to show up, if this is something you have a, even a t- tiny bit of interest in, there are so many opportunities for you to, to be in that space. Um, I would say listening and watching. Um, 
I don't watch a game the way I did, you know, 15 years ago when I was just watching the X's and O's. I'm looking at what commercials are running in the break. I'm watching what the LED, um, who the partners are on the floor, who the partners are on the courtside rotational. Um, I'm looking at the size of the crowd. Um, I'm looking at, are they tossing t-shirts or who, do they have a mascot? Like my lens is very different. And if you have vision, if you have interest, like you can see that you can, you can spend 20 or 30 bucks and you can see it if you have interest so that, you know, a little something, you have some, some meat on the bone when, when you, when you gain an opportunity. Um, and, and lastly, I would say, um, sharing, um, asking questions, asking for informational interviews, um, talking about your experience, talking about your your desire or passion um, to be in and around this world. I think, um, you know, I, I always say to people when I'm interviewing, when I'm when we have open headcount um, here, I'm looking for people who want this to be a destination. Not necessarily their final destination, but definitely not not a stepping stone. Um, not that you know I one day want to be the GM of an NFL team, or you know maybe they want to be a, a GM of an, NBA, of an of an NBA team, or the CEO or the COO of an NBA team, and that's great. That's all well and good. But there are people out here who really want to work on women's sports, who want to be in the WNBA, who want to be in the NWSL, and those are the most interesting types of folks that I ever encounter because they see something in the challenge and they see something in the aspiration of what this will be um, and what it already is. Um, it just, it, it, it's right here in my heart. And when I encounter that in others, it's, it just, it gives me so much drive. I think we watch games in pretty similar ways too. Um, Cause I mean, I'm obviously I'm there for, I'm there for the game, but I also, this is my job. I'm on the business mm-hmm. side of women's sports. So like I remember being at the Liberty game right after the CarMax changemaker deal was announced. And all of a sudden I'm seeing CarMax branding. We've got the Coinbase shoot around. I've Shady Grove Fertility. I've now seen their branding there. And I'm like, I'm saying to my friends who are just there to watch the game, like guys, no, this is part of a new sponsorship deal. They're like, great, Molly. But look what Sabrina just did. It's like, but, mm-hmm. but, okay. Uh, but yeah, and I also love that point about people who don't view women's sports as a stepping stone because it's not. It's It's the final destination and a lot of the leagues you're actually seeing outperform men's sports in terms of ratings and sponsorship deals, which has been really cool. Um, and well, Kia, I've kept you for a while, but I do have one more question for you. And this is a little bit similar, but how can other people best be an ally to the women and non-binary folks who are already working in sports? Yeah, I'll, I'll go back to sharing on that one. Um, and this isn't about me advocating or trying to sell tickets to the Liberty you should tell a friend, you should go to a game, you should go to the middle school in your town and, and support those 13 year olds. You know what I mean? Like go to a game at your local college or university where the women's team is playing. I think the more that we normalize that women are athletes and we work hard and we're superior athletes and it is entertaining and it is the fundamental game. Um, Some call it the below the rim game, although there are many players who can dunk in our league. Um, There's a basketball IQ. There's a, um, this notion of I'm doing what I love. 
um, and honoring that at all levels, I think will translate and normalize at the pro level. And all of a sudden you have people who have grown up with this and understand it in a different way. It's why our fan base um, actually looks the way it does, like the open-mindedness and the, the type of fan profile of the person who supports our league and supports our teams, they are generally someone who has probably um, had some adversity in their lives or they've, they're have they a part of an identity or a social identity that um, is marginalized in some way. So they honor that these women are the best in the world. And I think we can demonstrate that in so many different ways. It can be at a New York Liberty game. Don't get me wrong. Ticketmaster.com backslash NY Liberty if you need it. Um, but, you know, watching and bringing, and now this is another point I'll make, um, not just women doing that. Um, my son has so much respect and love for the W. Um, my kids, not just because mommy's the CEO of the team, like, they're avid WNBA um, trading card collectors. They want to know everything about the players. And that just brings me so much joy because I remember being a kid and having zero interest in baseball cards when all the boys at school were collecting them. And now all of a sudden, like, there's equity here. If we make these things available, if you normalize it in your life, if it becomes a part of your normal routine and your normal um, just positive dialogue, um, I need less naysayers and more, I listen to a really interesting podcast. You know what I mean? And I need more. I went to one game last season and it was incredible. And I'm probably going to go to three next year. And it needs to, we need more. Boy, the Yes Network production is, is next level. Um, they treat those games with care. The talent is remarkable. You don't have to put forth a lot of effort in order to be a supporter of women in sports, the athletes, and the front office. I love that. And I think we're seeing it happen, too. I mean, just at the game on Sunday against the Mercury, I saw a little boy in a Sabrina Ionescu jersey that was way too big for him carrying a basketball that he had clearly just bought. Um, and he was so excited to see the game. And it's just seeing that. And now we have WNBA fantasy. Like, people can get into it now. And it's my team is not doing phenomenal this year. Kelsey Plum, I really need you to step it up if you're listening. Um, but there's just more access. There's more interest. There's more growth. And it's just incredible to see. And it's people like you that are doing that work. People like you too, Molly, who are who are putting out the stories and um, sharing what is possible when we invest our time and our energy, our money, and our love and something that's great. Well, and we know that stat that only 5% of media coverage goes towards women's sports. I am, you know what? I will do it myself. I will double it myself if I have to, but there's so many other great journalists in the space that are also doing this work too. Um, and I'm glad to know them. Uh, it's a great community. But Kia, thank you so much for being here. This was fantastic. And let's go Liberty. Go Libs. Thanks so much, Molly. Thank you for listening to Champions of Change, Shattering Ceilings in Sports, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Amanda Sickler, executive produced by Al Manorino and John Hale, and edited by Lane McGibbony at Outwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, shoot us an email at podcast at adweek.com. If you expect your media investment to deliver clear, measurable results, 
Walmart Connect can help you get there with powerful analytics and the reach of America's number one retailer. Their closed loop measurement uses Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to track the impact of your campaigns on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today and see how they can help make your media spend meaningful. Walmart Connect. More than media, meaningful connections. Hi, my name is Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic, and I'm excited to talk to you about Club Med. Club Med operates beach and mountain resorts and is the best all-inclusive getaway for families. They have Club Med Punta Cana, their flagship family resort, and many other options in Mexico, the Caribbean, and around the world. Club Med are the pioneers of the all-inclusive concept, which is the best way to vacation. Great for families, groups, or even solo travelers looking for land and water sports, delicious food, Food and a place to make unforgettable memories. Visit clubmed.us, call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.